taking on Krugelfest as something that was way out of the ordinary for a software company. I think the, you know, being likened to Firefest uh, <laughs> as the last tech company that tried to take on a music festival. So we certainly had that against us and that, you know, provided a bit of a, a, a unique angle for us this summer. Welcome to Startup Bill, the show where we discuss what it's like to build a tech startup and a startup ecosystem in a small city. I'm Mike Wolsfeld, our host is Dan Gold, and we're having conversations with tech leaders in our community about how they're working through the current global economic crisis and the larger implications on their sectors. Today, we're talking with Kirk Morrison and Jillian Delgatti of Krugo. As you might remember, Kirk joined us on the show earlier this year, just prior to the world as we knew it shutting down, including everything Krugo had been working on up to that point as a travel and entertainment app that helps people find unique in-person experiences. It would have been easy to throw in the towel as an early stage travel startup facing up to a year or even longer without recreational travel and large in-person events. Instead, Kirk, Jillian, and their team drilled down to the core of why Krugo exists in the first place, helping people find unique experiences wherever they go. So they made the ultimate COVID pivot to launch KrugoFest, a unique music festival using hotel balconies for the perfect socially distant staycation experience. We talked with Kirk and Jillian about why a tech startup would organize a music festival, how they pulled it off in a matter of weeks, and what made it such a massive success, both for Krugo and their community. Welcome to Startupville. Startupville is brought to you by Innovation Place and Martin Charlton Communications. So Jillian and Kirk, welcome to Startupville. It's a pleasure to have you both here. Um, let's start from from where we're at now and where we were. Uh, Kirk, I think it's fair to start with you as we last spoke. What's happened, I- I- excluding COVID-19, with uh, Krugo since we last spoke? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's hard to exclude COVID-19 for us, you know, certainly in the, the travel and entertainment uh, business uh, technology that all revolves around helping people find those unique experiences. Uh, our world has changed a little bit as people, the experiences that people are seeking out right now are, are a little bit different than what our platform was, was built around. So certainly it's been an interesting uh, six months or so for, for us uh, with our product. That said, um, we see a lot of opportunity uh, with the future of travel and, and where technology is going to take that. Um, certainly a little uncertain as term, in terms of timelines to recovery and, and when folks really will feel comfortable traveling and, and feel safe traveling again. Um, so dealing with the uncertainty of that, uh, but pretty optimistic about the opportunities and, and the place that our technology will have in, in that new world. And uh, Gillian, for people who, who don't know you personally, um, what is it that you do with Krugo? I'm the growth coordinator at Krugo, so mostly dealing with uh, marketing activities and that sort of thing, but definitely took a different role over the past few months with Krugo Fest and everything. I definitely wore many hats, but mostly focusing on marketing and growth opportunities for Krugo. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Uh, Krugo Fest we're going to talk about in just a second. I've never seen coverage like it. I'm, I'm incredibly proud. When I first saw the first posts go live, I thought, this, this is going to be good. And the chatter and the way people have been speaking about this and daring to be different. I think we spoke last time, you've got to dare to be different. Um, but we'll get onto that in just a second. The question I really want to ask is, in a, in a marketplace which has been 
I think it's fair to say, challenged, somewhere between challenged and decimated by COVID-19. In in that window, operationally, as an organisation, how do you even get your head around how you look at the first week of it happening, the first month of it happening, the first couple of months? How, what was that journey like? Uh, I think, you know, like, like the personal realization that a lot of people had around travel, um, you know, I think it was a bit naive in the early days that we were going to, we were all going to go home and we we're going to sit at home for two weeks and things were going to turn around. And this was kind of this extraordinary situation, but it was, we were leaving the office and it was see you in two weeks, we'll be back. Uh, and then that quickly turned into, into two months and then turned into four months. Um, so I think just as quickly as people realize that maybe their summer vacation that they had not yet canceled wasn't going to happen. Uh, we realized that some of our opportunities uh, from, you know, certainly our consumer app and some of the licensing strategies that we had set in motion actually just early this year, um, perhaps our sales cycle on some of those things was going to be drastically different than what we had originally envisioned at the outset of the year. Uh, obviously that caused uh, challenges for us as a startup uh, financially, certainly to understand how we would modify our plans and how we would build a plan that would allow us to kind of weather the storm, uh, think about what the future of travel looks like and, and reposition ourselves uh, to take advantage of that. But certainly I think it was, um, you know, a period of naive <laughs> naivety and then ultimately a little bit of kind of, you know, certainly some, some tough weeks and, and kind of coming down back to earth and, and trying to reset our, our scope of being a little bit more conservative about the, what that recovery and bounce back was going to look like. Uh, and then to taking on KrugelFest as something that was way out of the ordinary for a software company. I think the, you know, being likened to Firefest uh, <laughs> as the last tech company that tried to take on a music festival. So we certainly had that against us and that, you know, provided a bit of a, a, a unique angle for us this summer. Uh, and now wrapping that up and, and kind of continuing on with, you know, onwards and upwards as we kind of continue to anticipate the return of travel. But when you look at it, if, you, if you're looking at Firefest as kind of, a tech company doing an event benchmark, you couldn't go that low. It wasn't possible to be that bad. So anything greater than that was going to be a success. We figured we had a low bar, so that's yeah. why we went for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely challenges. But from the point of view of why... Look, I, I adore what you did, but why at a time when you're facing uncertainty, the world's facing uncertainty, uh, the economy is in this place of, um, why look at taking on the liability, the expense of doing this? What was, aside from the brand benefit of doing it, what was the motivation? I think, you know, maybe I'll start. I think, you know, Jill probably can kind of follow up and, you know, certainly, you know, without, obviously you understand the brand impact, but I think there was, uh, there was a higher level kind of community um, stewardship piece that, that was a, a motivation. So with the event, we partnered up with the Regina Food Bank and, and we know that with all these, you know, with the, the health difficulties, the economic uncertainty that's resulted as a, as a result of the pandemic, 
food insecurity is a massive problem in our community and communities across the world right now, actually. So we saw this event opportunity as, as a way that we could look to partner um, with an, a very deserving organization doing really good work in our community. Um, I would also say just from a values perspective um, and a mission perspective, our company, while we make software um, that, you know, that has uh, content discovery and booking capabilities, at the root of it, our company is about helping people find unique experiences wherever they go. Um, we were a little blindsided in a lot of these experiences that we had generally helped people find big football, football games and stadiums, concerts and arenas. These things are all, you know, right now they're not happening. So it was a bit of a shock to our system and that we couldn't deliver on that value anymore. And we didn't have people coming to us for that. This event concept was an opportunity to, in a time when these things weren't happening, it was to kind of take matters into our own hands and create an experience that, albeit it's just one for, for kind of a, one specific region in North America, it was something that allowed us to live into our values and create something that was really unique in the marketplace and gave everyone just a little bit of a taste of what generally would be happening in the summertime. Yeah, I think our team at Krugo is just really passionate about finding things to do wherever we go. So we had nothing to do other than kind of make something for ourselves. So not only did it kind of give us a purpose over the last few months and create something really cool, but we were able to kind of branch out and help other people feel the same way, especially through all the uncertainties in the past few months to kind of create that sense of community for the people itself and the economy as well. So when it comes to the logistics of of putting this together who's the first organization aside from people internal obviously you got to speak to your team first but outside of your organization and you had a cause that you wanted to support what was your next step what was the okay we're actually going to do this we need people on board um was it the venue was it partners how did that come about <laughs> I guess the, one of the, the way that the event concept came together was, uh, in all honesty, it was an idea born over beers on a Friday afternoon, uh, like all ideas are. Um, and it actually, we had this, uh, this kind of concept and I put it out to Twitter, I actually tweeted about the idea and I wore a little bit of heat because I phrased my tweet as if the event was in the process of being planned and was happening. Uh, so, uh, I, I maybe lumped in some of our eventual event partners before they knew that they were going to be event partners, which I think in hindsight, uh, worked out for everyone. But in the early days in the, in the, you know, the first couple hours, uh, I had some, you know, maybe confused text messages and phone calls coming my way. About, one of those we're doing what? <laughs> yeah. It's we're doing what at our hotel and <laughs> I'm performing. Um, so there was a little bit of that kind of early on, um, but I think really it was a, a, a couple of key kind of facets. One, obviously the venue, the hotel had to be on board and, and they in the end provided an, a fantastic venue. Uh, they'd never used their property like that before, but I think it was really kind of special to see how it transformed and we worked kind of really closely with their team. Uh, we had some amazing production partners. Um, we are we are a tech company. We're not kind of used to this. I think we're nitty nitty gritty, and we 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 kind of roll up our sleeves and, and work hard. Uh, but it was a huge learning curve for us. So we were fortunate to have uh, Chad Guy and Mike Ash, some really veteran. Um, production folks in our community help us put together the staging, book the artists, you know, figure out everything that goes into doing an event like this. And, and to do it in a, in such a short time frame too, was, was, you know, a bit of a challenge that we, we put ourselves in. <laughs> so I, I totally admire this. And when you look at all the events that have been canceled around Saskatchewan, around Canada, around the world, 
you've actually managed to get an impact or create an impact which has stolen the march on events which would have been much larger that just simply didn't happen. And it got people thinking. It got other providers thinking, this is a way of doing something different, that thinking differently thing, the the disruption element. Um, I've heard from three hotels from Europe, I think a couple in North America, where their restaurant side has completely fallen apart. And of course, as you know, with hotels, there's a large, uh, mar- a, a decent margin, let's say, on food. So what they've started doing is uh, repositioning the empty rooms that were being refurbished or or whatever, or even taking bedroom beds out of rooms and making them private dining spaces so that that side is sustaining the business. It's, it's thinking differently. So you secure the hotel, you secure the artist through um, through those partnerships. It starts officially, the build-up. You've got the branding together. Um, uh, tell me tell me about bringing the communication piece together on top of all the efforts that had happened. Yeah, I think that we, we have a really great team here, like our, our designer and myself and Kirk and everyone kind of coming together to make it as big as possible with our partners, Muns Media and Tandem. They did a really great job of creating some really great content for us early on, just so we can kind of communicate. It was definitely a little bit shaky putting together what all our package includes, because just because it included so many things, it made the ticket price a little bit higher than some people might've been expecting. So it definitely was a bit of a communication barrier in kind of getting that point across of, okay, this includes a hotel room for the night. It includes a meal for everyone in your room. It includes an awesome show from like huge Canadian artists and among other things, a massive swag bag and all of that. So it was definitely a bit of a challenge just because it is such a unique idea, getting that messaging across. But I think we did a pretty good job of utilizing all of our talents and kind of coming together and trying to get it out there as much as we could. But I think that's something that you guys do really well. You've always communicated well as an organization, but you really emphasize the value to people for for you attend. This is what you're getting. And sometimes the um, the challenge of the price point is that offset of experience. You're just not going to experience this. Now, now looking at a tech firm dealing with experiences, it's not a new space for you or communicating around that. As you've come to the other side of this, as you get to that mop-up stage, as we say, the post-mortem of it, the value question absolutely comes into it. Did it support the value of your brand? Did it hopefully help with the with a dollar amount somewhere? Uh, did it help brand build your organization in your sector and wider awareness? Did you hit these KPIs? You know, yeah, we're just, we are in the process of doing that right now and have just kind of tallied some things up. And I would say we were overwhelmed by the kind of earned media that we received out of the event, three national news stories, a lot of recognition from, from, I think folks in the region, certainly who maybe they had heard of our brand before, but they had not used the product and didn't really know what 
what we what we kind of stood for and what we were as a company. Again, certainly we've had challenges in terms of the relevance of our product for for a large segment of the market right now who's not traveling. Um, but I think certainly we saw a lot of success from a, a general brand building perspective that there's a lot more more folks that at least have some sense of the space where we operate based on the event and the experience that a lot of the folks who, uh, you know, did attend and, and will have that memory for, for likely a long time because it was kind of a special experience and, and, and one of the few maybe special event kind of large scale um, experiences in, in the, in the province kind of this summer. So I think we certainly, you know, we, we will continue to find out, I guess, how beneficial that was for us, but certainly in the moment, um, I, I feel like it was a really good exercise in reinforcing what we stand for as a company. Uh, you know, from a business perspective, um, we knew at the outset that this was going to be a food bank first uh, financial initiative and a Krugo second financial initiative. Um, you know, we're fortunate kind of on both sides. Um, we're able to make a $15,000 contribution to the Regina food bank as a result of the event uh, and all the partnerships that we were able to create around it. So really proud of that as a team, that that was the main financial kind of impact to the event. Um, but certainly an opportunity to keep our team engaged and keep our staff busy um, through a time, you know, when, when maybe you know it's a bit of it's a bit of a down period for us for sure and certainly august was not a down period <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> so i mean of the of the makeup of your team where my intrigue really comes this looking at this from a business perspective i i i i get the model for how it benefits brand communication the altruistic side of this as well but what did your developers do? I mean, I'm sure they're great dancers. Do not get me wrong. But when you are a tech firm, you tend to have a number of developers there. Have some of them reskilled in PA equipment or something? <laughs> well, actually, one of our uh, one of our developers, Lindsay, he's our iOS developer. We uh, said that he took a new position as our customer service representative. He was kind of dealing with lots of the back-end ticket sales stuff. And he ended up being definitely our customer service representative over the past few months, just trying to like big, like phoning people up, talking about ticket sales. Like if anyone had any issues, he was right there. Like any giveaways we did, he dealt with all those people in their rooms and the entire process. So that's definitely not a hat he normally wears. <laughs> and he definitely put that on for the event. So. When, it, when it came to event execution, um, you know, as you know, and anyone who's been involved in large kind of event production, there's a lot of jobs to be done. And I would say that uh, a lot of our task oriented developers were very good at doing the jobs that they were assigned. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, we, we had a, a team barbecue today at lunch and uh, it was a bit of a recognition of how willing uh, everyone in our team was to step into a really a volunteer nights and weekends type of role beyond what their job description actually says that they do. Um, and really proud that I think that's a bit of a, a testament to the culture that we have at our company where, again, everyone is really bought into that mission and those values of being an experience-based company. And at the end of the day, everything that we do is geared around helping people to find these experiences and enjoy these experiences. And software developer or not, designer or not, we really rallied together. And I think it was a, it was, it was a cool moment for our team uh, again, because you know, there's there's lots of things that we could be down about as a company right now, given what's going on in our industry. But it gave us something to rally around uh, in this short period of time uh, through August, and was really proud of what the end result looked like. So there's definitely alignment with the organisation, so that's beneficial. Um, 
if I could ask you this individually, what are your personal takeaways from having done this? The lessons that you have learned? Gillian, start with you. Um, I would say internally, like looking at Krugo as a whole, just like how crazy it is, how uh how have we all came together to kind of pull this off? Like I've I've worked for quite a few businesses and I think that no one has can kind of come together like we just did over the past few months to pull something like this off. So I think that's really cool looking at Krugo, like from a Krugo standpoint and our team about how cool it is that we our values and vision and mission are all about finding cool things to do. So we just made something that's cool to do and we kind of got together and pulled it off. So I think that's really cool. So I think kind of in that same sense that you can pretty much do anything you set your mind to, (laughs) even if it is six weeks away and you're getting told no by multiple different people and you kind of just persevere and you're able to pull something really cool off. So. I think for me, I'd say, you know, the value of a community. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, I guess, the impact for our team and and what we were able to achieve, but certainly, uh, you know, what we achieved as a team was just a small fraction of what went into this entire event and the many partners that were involved. So um, I I guess a lesson for me is, you know, what what you can achieve when you pull a group of people together and pull a group of, you know, businesses and pull community together and, and ask people to kind of pitch in and, and do their part. Um, we talked to a lot of companies and a lot of people uh, um, that we knew that we we're going to need to be involved. We knew we couldn't do this on our own and we, we did. And we ended up with over 10 uh, corporate sponsors in the community who I would say took a big risk on us. Um, you know, we were, we were going to some of these companies and telling them that we were going to pull off this, this summer concert series during a global pandemic and an economic downturn in six weeks. And we asked them to sponsor and we asked them to partner with us. Uh, and we had great success with some really bold organizations who were willing to try something a little out of the ordinary uh, on a very small time window um, because we're living in the times that we're living in, they took a, they took a chance on something that was unique and unproven and, uh, we couldn't have done it without that support early on. Do you know, there's something about the spirit of this event. And I, I, I have to say that this reminds me of times that I've worked with Red Bull. It, It kind of had that mindset to it. I don't know if someone said this already, but I'm looking at like the air race and X fighters and, and various other uh, Air Race World Series and all these things that I've done and flug tag and something else. Anyway, um, there is a mindset that seems to be very similar in making it happen um, and thinking big picture. The, The thing as we get towards the end of this moment that I'd like to ask you is now that you've got a playbook of how to do an event in six weeks, would you do it again? Will it form a part of any strategy, depending on how the pandemic goes, scaled up, scaled down, different location? It absolutely fits who you are. But what about where you are if you did it somewhere else? Is that on the cards potentially? Or let's just get over this one now. We'll think about it down the road. I Well, I'll say actually... Before I start, uh, Red Bull did come to the rescue as well as yes. one of our partners, <laughs> and they dropped off a big case of Red Bull, which yeah. we basically lived on for uh, yeah. for about 
three weeks. Definitely so, fueled us there. <laughs> so there was a little tie in there. But um, to answer your question, I guess, uh, I think in the in the weeks leading up and even probably during the event, it was probably a sense of, this is really cool. We're glad we did it. Never again, <laughs> I think would sum up. Uh, I think now that the dust is settling a little bit and we've had an opportunity to kind of recharge the batteries and step back and kind of assess the impact, I think there is probably some ongoing conversations to say, you know, not maybe not necessarily in the same manner of which this event came together, um, but is there something to something with this model that makes sense going forward? And I think that's certainly going to kind of hinge upon. Uh, what does the continuation of the COVID-19 pandemic and any sort of emergence from that look like? What does next summer look like getting into a second kind of summer event season? If we're still in an environment where we're looking, you know, across North America at these types of kind of public health orders, I think this model proved to be successful and one that likely with more time could be expanded and made into something much, much larger and more impactful even than this one was. Oh, I, I can see it already. A classical series, Shakespearean series, I don't know, country music series. I, I'm not the most educated when it comes to country music. However, what I will say is a huge thank you to you both for joining us here on Startupville. It's a pleasure to support and follow your journey. Uh, certainly really proud of what you've done, not only for uh, the uh, Regina Food Banks or Food Banks of Regina, but also from the point of view in showing leadership in a time where so many organisations have retracted, gone back into their shells, pulled pulled the curtains over and they're just waiting it out. You've You've dared to do something. So I celebrate that uh, for and with you. Uh, for people who want to find out more about you each individually, how could they do that? Uh, so I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm Kirk J. Morrison on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, for our company, you can find us at KrugoApp.com and Krugo app in the App Store uh, in the Play Store. I'm Jillian at, at or at Jillian underscore Delgetti on Instagram and on Twitter and then at Krugo app on Instagram and Facebook as well. We're called Krugo app. So follow us on there. Startup Bill is brought to you by Innovation Place, helping grow the tech sector in Saskatchewan, Canada, and is produced in partnership with Martin Charlton Communications at WeTellYourStories.ca. The show is produced by me, Mike Wolsfeld, and our host, Dan Gold. Our theme music is from GG Riggs and Reactor Productions. Learn more about us and our guests at innovationplace.com startupville, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Startup Bill Pod. See you next time on Startup Bill. <laughs>